Welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. This is Christy Bellinch. And I'm going to do another horse talk. This is horse talk numero trace. And I'm really excited because today's date is December the 13th. Sunday, December the 13th. And I didn't know this until last night that December 13th is actually National Horse Day. That's right, it is National Horse Day. It's very exciting that it's National Horse Day because I um, have so many horse stories and I have so many things that um, I have on my mind. But, you know, it's a windy day in Austin, Texas. I've done a bunch of podcasts this past weekend um and tomorrow is going to be a really exciting day it is the day of the total solar eclipse in the sign of sagittarius which is very exciting if you want to go back i did a whole full podcast reading two episodes ago on the total solar eclipse in sagittarius and i just wanted to do a short and sweet episode on to celebrate National Horse Day with Horse Talk number three. Um, So I'm going to kind of just keep this as is. I'm not going to keep it a separate podcast. I am going to do Horse Talk under the Firewolf podcast. And I'll just say, I'm declaring it now on the podcast. This is the Firewolf podcast network streaming on Anchor. One day I'll be on my own sort of thing, maybe I want to do like a bit shoot or something like that eventually when I get the technology. But for now, I'm just doing my thing, talking into my phone. COVID threw us some wrenches this year, and that includes, you know, where I decide or where I'm able to really upgrade my technology. And uh, right now, we're good as we are. So uh, consider this horse talk as like a sub podcast of the Firewolf podcast. And I was thinking about, I I touched a little bit on horse talk number two about power animals. And for me, horses have always been like a totem. Uh, But I would say they're like within my main totem of the wolf. I feel like my totem, like if I were going to have a totem, it would be the wolf on the top, the outside as the she-wolf, maybe even a lone wolf that kind of goes off on my own and everybody has their own animal totems power animals even animals that come into their life for symbols and signs and that really take care of them and that's how i feel about horses horse culture horse life is a totally it's its own world it's its own separate society it's its own enclave really and there are horse people and there are different camps within the horse world like I grew up doing English riding but mainly I started out as a hunter jumper dressage rider and then uh really wanted to be an inventor so when I had my own horse um you know, he went through a series of injury recovery and what actually recovered my horse, who himself was a hunter and actually a fox hunter. Um, my horse was the Huntmaster's horse and um, 
he had so many injuries that almost took his life. But finally, you know, uh, and one was when he was a Huntmaster's horse. So Huntmaster's horse is an alpha male or, well, he's a, he was an alpha horse and they lead the pack. So they lead the herd in fox hunts. And just to let everybody know, there are, you know, simulate, generally most of the fox hunts that go on these days are completely simulated, meaning um, they are not to kill a fox, although those still exist as well. Most of them are just with like a fake fox tail or a fox tail that is scented. And, um, the, the, the pack of dogs, you know, and the horses go out together and they jump over natural jumps and they go at very top speeds. Um, there are fox hunters who are diehard fox hunters and there are different camps of English riding. So fox hunting even has its full saddle or side saddle forms of fox hunting and both crews will go out together. Um, and there are different hunt clubs. I did not fox hunt but I took my horse um into mock hunts which were so freaking fun mock hunts are just you get uh your team together you have to have a team of three or more and you basically go out into fields and gallop around and you have to make time as a team race so team racing was so much fun I miss it so much I, I miss it with my horse. He thrived. Um, and honestly, that is a lot like cross country, which is an iteration of fox hunting, um, which has been put into a three phase um, uh, uh, sport called horse eventing. So eventing consists of dressage, which is flat work under a test. And it depends on what level you're at very refined movements with a horse you have to be on point with your horse and it's its own olympic sport so dressage is even its own sport um cross country which is a timed jumping race out in natural fields natural grounds often a couple miles long and that is a timed race with jumps and depending on the uh you know level and the race and the event itself you could have different phases within the cross country and then old school cross country um i have to go check on the rules because the international rules have changed but if you're riding an international show things have changed so they've taken it to like four star and three star phases although that has changed since i have been um separated from the sport over the 10 years because of I don't know if it's because of grounds or safety. I have to kind of look into that and I'll get deeper into that as I go along. Um, but it was usually like four stars were like the highest, which is, you know, people jumping over cars. So it's like, <laughs> you know, over like Land Rovers parked face to face or uh, trucks, you know, backed into one another or really long ditches that are terrifying or water jumps um that you're galloping through going into a hill jumping off the hill it's very very scary shit if you're not <laughs> used to it if you see it for the first time it looks terrifying and a lot of times when you're going to those jumps they can be terrifying because your horse is going to see them way different and then 
The third phase is show jumping, which also is its own sport and also its own Olympic sport. So basically you're taking two Olympic sports that are even just sports on their own. People are totally competing, traveling around the country and the world, although now things have changed um, to do them separately. But then there are eventers who do all three. And I did all three. It's kind of like if you think of a triathlon for horses. And I mean... Sometimes it's separated into three-day events, so each phase is a different day. Sometimes you're doing all phases on the same day. It really depends on what level you're at. And so my horse, actually, eventing saved his butt because he really loved eventing. He really loved... he Dressage was what he was um, purchased for um, because I had broken my back and my parents didn't want me to not have a horse of my own after an injury and to just be able to be safe and have my own horse instead of riding um school horses every day which I I don't think that's the intention but I think that that was their intention my intention is you need to get on any type of horse that you can get on understand them and you know I've ridden many 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 different types of horses and you know as I enter the sport again or this you know community again um I I, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking of that I need to do differently and um empower myself with and I don't necessarily want to be an eventer um it would be awesome to just school cross country again it would be awesome just to do it again but I'm not like looking for anything in particular um and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, as as I enter into the horse world, my sport will find me and maybe that'll change. I would love to try barrel racing again or to try barrel racing, not again, to try barrel racing. Um, and that is from the Western camp of riding. So there's English and then there's Western and Western is its own other world. And that's the rodeo world. They have so many different types of events in rodeo. They have cutting, uh, raining, barrel racing, team bar- uh, team raining, um, and then there's um, all arounds that are doing kind of all of the different sports. I think cutting, raining, and barrel racing, and then there's bronc riding, and then there's steer riding. So, and then they have other phases that I probably forgot. There's like you know, everybody's got different camps that they're in. And so I've just been thinking of like positive horse stories because I I know I shared a lot of trauma on my horse talk number two. And so I was thinking, well, what's a positive story that I really want to talk about? Um, And mine would be about Bob, the horse, ready-made Bob. So I rode at a horse farm called Ready Mead Equestrian Center in Montgomery County, Maryland. And it was I was thinking about barrel racing because I've been obsessed with this one barrel racer's YouTube channel. Her name is Fallon Taylor. I'm obsessed with her channel just because when I was in the desert, her channel just kind of like popped up on my stream. And... I just happened to watch one of her videos and I was like, whoa, like this is really cool. She's a Western rider, but I'll watch, you know, because sometimes when you're 
watching somebody that's like maybe Western and you're English, you might not be as versed to watch them. Um, and that's just old school, like judgment on my part. So I not like judgment, but like old school stigma, I guess, because when you're a certain type of rider, your trainers are like, oh, well, don't pay attention to them because they're doing it wrong. So if you see somebody doing a different sport than you, um, the old school way of doing it is like, don't watch them because their seats are not as forward as ours or things like that, which is all bullshit, by the way. By the way, that's bullshit. So anyway, everybody's got a different lesson to teach one another. So I was packing up the desert lighthouse slash spaceship and I was not wanting to move. And I was like, I cannot get out of this house. I don't want to leave this house. I don't want to leave her behind. Like, I don't want to leave this land behind or this property behind. This is the, what if this is the last time I actually have property? What if this is the last time I'm actually on a place that I could have actually purchased this if I had just not lost my job two months ago? And just beating myself up and packing up suitcases, cleaning up dish, you know, because the dishes weren't mine. So like getting them prepared so they can be packed. And it was just like a little haven for me. It was just this little like organized, neat little haven in the desert. And I hadn't had that. I hadn't had that kind of privacy in a really, really long time. And I needed that privacy. And I it's draining to me not to have that extensive amount of privacy to be quite honest and it was a house that was really hard to get to it's beaten up my car I have dents in my oil tank I have rats eat underneath they ate so many tubes and 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 hoses under the car but and I had to put peppermint in my car every night under the hood but it didn't matter like it didn't matter to me because the the difficulty driving up the roads just to get to this house in the rural desert um was worth the peace and the privacy and the quiet and the sunset and the animals that were around me and this youtube series pops up and i'm like oh my god like i haven't thought about horses and i mean i think about horses all the time but i haven't thought about horses in this way here's somebody doing a lot of stuff that stand-up comics are doing they're doing podcasting but with their horses and I was like well let me watch and I swear that YouTube series is the reason why I was able to pack up a house that I didn't want to leave and jump into the unknown that I didn't want to leave and so I really owe a lot of credit to this YouTube series because if I hadn't had I guess been recommended it I maybe wouldn't have had such a pleasant time and then the the thought started popping to my head what if you could ride again would you do it would you want to do it would you want to put yourself through that heartache again if a horse gets injured uh or 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 watch that kind of suffering again um and 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 kind of also reckoning with you know the sport that I did help me with CPTSD, but also was the same sport that did cause CTE and CPTSD. So I, I know for a strong, I mean, the CPTSD is really just the accident that took out 
my horse, Louie, because it was a really hard accident. And he, um, you know, and I had seen a lot of different things throughout the years, both with riders and with horses and vice versa, um, that were traumatizing and scary, but you just kind of toughen up and push it down. But it really was my horse's accident that made me just go, I can't anymore. And I tried riding when I was in New York City. There was a farm up in the Bronx and I tried and I just didn't have the autonomy I had anymore. And um, I tried uh, when I was in Maryland to ride a little bit at my friend's farm before I left again for New York. Um, but it just wasn't what I wanted. And I think it was because I was tapping on a door of the past. And what I realize now being in Texas and having to make this last minute decision to move to a state that I never would have thought in a million years I would ever live in. I mean, maybe visit, but to live in the state of Texas was never on my goals, sheets or lists of for any years ever it was always LA always New York and LA um and I know I'm repeating myself but these are the things that go through your minds like and it's when life throws you these wrenches and you just go okay so I'm thinking about writing me Bob bringing it back and what he taught me and how it applies to Western and English writing and kind of brings it together. I don't know Renny Mead Bob's history. All I know is he had trauma. And I think I've talked about him before. He was a appendix cross that really liked to bolt. And he bolted around with every kid. And I was talking to somebody about this. Oh, I think I was talking to my friend John about this. I think. Um, but I remember he was bolting and every kid was like, oh my God, when you ride Bob, he's just terrible. He bolts and gallops away and he's just so bad and la da 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 da. And he was a little appendix cross, but he was more like built like a small quarter horse and he was built downhill. So appendix cross means there are half, there are thoroughbred and quarter horse. So generally thoroughbreds are used for English riding. Quarter horses are generally, I'm very, very much generalizing, used for Western sports. So quarter horses have big hind ends and small front ends and they're built downhill. Thoroughbreds are generally built uphill um, with you know, a sleeker build, um, so that they can race or jump. Um, quarter horses are built downhill so they can cut deep into like cattle and help herd cattle. So when you put them together, it really depends on their breeding, how they're going to come out when they're shaped. Um, and so Bob was really more built like a, I would say like a cutting horse or a barrel racing horse. And he really did attack life like a like a cutting or a barrel racing horse. He was very fast and he just wanted you to get off of his mouth. He that's what his 
request was. When a horse is acting really, um, when they start acting out, they're requesting something. If a horse is bucking, it's usually because of a couple of different things. Their saddle is hurting them, so they're letting you know that something hurting their back and they can't move their back. Or you're sitting wrong or something scared them. Usually that's why a horse bucks. If a horse rears, that's a really tough thing to deal with. And that's something I would definitely have to work with. Um, And that's honestly something if a horse is rearing, you don't even want to start on the saddle. You want to kind of work with them on the ground. Because there's something they learned that taught them that usually. Um, that's why I truly hate it when I see people teaching their horses how to rear, unless it's for exhibition horses that have to do certain movements that require them to be on their hind legs and up in the air. Because to me, rearing is one of the most dangerous things to teach your horse, um, because you could flip off their back. So Bob was a bolter. He grabbed the bit. And when a bolter means they grab the bit so that you can't even move it to ask them to slow down. They grab it sometimes horses will put their tongue over it and they will just go where they want to and because they do that you have zero control so a lot of kids like crashed and burned on this horse and he was considered an advanced horse um so I remember one day being on Bob for the first time I think and he bolted with me and I remember when he bolted that time itself slowed down in my mind it was almost like I was just in this small world of my own with this horse and I remember my body saying breathe and sit into it and let go of his his mouth and I don't know where that came from my instructors usually just you know this was a a beginner riding like a riding school farm where you start out and a lot of the instructors would just like yell at you as their like mo so there was just like always a lot of yelling like slow him down you know but not a lot of like problem solving or troubleshooting which is what I prefer so and that's you know that came later but so my mind just said to me sit down sit back breathe into it let go of the bit let him find himself let him find his thing And I remember sitting there, and I was a very beginner rider, and he slowed down, and he collected in, which means his his back softened, and he collected into the movement. And with that, he slowed down, and from there started a relationship between one of my favorite horses of all time. And I took that little pony, he was like a 14-3 hand, like large pony, almost like a small horse large like a cob and from there um the little horse that could that nobody would show I took him to all the shows and his name was Bob and he had these four beautiful white socks um that we lovingly named him Robert Stockings because we wanted to give him a more refined name but he was this gorgeous strawberry roan horse and I think about him a lot because if I had my way, I would have retired him and had my own land and just let him have a really chill life. Um, He had a stallmate bestie named Roy who had, (laughs) he was a quarter horse with one eye (laughs) and he was so cute. 
and they loved each other and they were like best friends and they generally lived out their whole lives as school horses and you kind of know a horse doesn't like what they're doing and I always felt like Roy liked being a school horse but he only liked certain students and Bob he did his job and he was diligent but he really loved when we took him when I or I was really the only one that showed him so when I took him to shows off the farm and just let him be a horse and let him experience life and spent extra time grooming him and putting glitter on him and letting him play in the car trunk and get treats and he really loved all that and I think about this horse a lot I know that he passed away I found out through the grapevine by colic which sucks ass and he lived out in a field you know for the last few years of his life but I think about Bob a lot and I think about how you know people were like oh you can't dressage show this horse and we went up to a two-day championship together overnight championship on a dressage team um and he did amazing he did fantastic and to the point that the judge was like I love this horse so yeah and my stomach's growling in agreement so (laughs) I really there's really no point other than you know these are the memories that are coming up about horses and um I'm just trying to share knowledge about horses because this is a new slash old journey for me and we are entering an eclipse and it is National Horse Day, who knew? Um, And the eclipse is tomorrow in the sign of Sagittarius, aka the centaur, aka the horse. So it's really like full circle. So if anybody out there that's listening likes to ride horses, like tell me your horse stories. I'd love to hear them. You can send me messages on Anchor. You can totally email me at Christina, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Bellich, B-E-L-I-C-H at gmail.com or at the T-H-E-E Firewolf Podcast at gmail.com. I'm on all of the freaking social media. I'm getting used to Twitter. I talk about conspiracy theories on Twitter. So if you don't want to like get into that I might erase all my Twitter and just restart again because like I went deep into the pool (laughs) on like all the conspiracy theories um this year and I'm like oh this is too negative so I'm on Twitter at Christy Bellich I'm on Instagram at trust your glitter and I'm on Facebook Christy Bellich and also look out for me and some of my awesome comedian friends this week on kill tony show that will be on youtube that's also on itunes i think that comes out on thursdays on itunes fridays thursdays or fridays on itunes but the video version comes out on youtube and that'll be tomorrow night which will be the same day that i'm uploading this so i'm uploading this monday morning and kill tony show comes out monday night so check that out take care be safe enjoy this total solar eclipse in the sign of Sagittarius.